If you having girl problems, I put back for you, son. You got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Holy shit. It's NXT Revisited. This week, I'm here again. It's Troy. With me, a surprise special guest. Jason is here. Yeah, so uh, unlike some people, my plans got canceled, so I went back to what I was supposed to be doing this evening. And that's why. That yeah. That's dedication, Holmes. Uh, it's called Watching NXT and Talking About It with Troy. It's my Wednesday night tradition, and I'm glad I can uh, do it this week because I missed last week, and it was an excellent edition of NXT. So I'm here to talk about this one. Was this one as excellent as last week? Who knows? We'll find out. Well, so before we get into that, I want to talk about last week. Okay. Because we need to talk about that main event. Okay. Because everyone got to hear my take on it, but people didn't really get to hear your take on it, unless they listened to the blender. But I still think that there is more, more that you have to say about Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream. So, tell me your thoughts on last week's main event. I mean, it was fantastic. There's not a whole lot more you can say than that. Truthfully, they they tore it out. They fucking tore it down. Um, you had two guys, and there wasn't. A ton of build. It wasn't hokey shit. It was two guys who both wanted the same championship, just beating the shit out of each other to get it. Um, I, I have nothing negative to say about it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And knowing that I wasn't going to be on the show, obviously I didn't take notes and do recap, etc. Um, and I just sat and enjoyed it and watched it as a fan and marked out and had a fucking blast with it. It was tremendous. Great piece of great piece of business. All right. And um, what's what's your feeling on them? Um, having Johnny drop the belt on his first defense. Uh, I think, well, unfortunately, I uh, spoiled myself a little bit. So uh, I, I know, sort of know where they're going with it. So in that context, it makes a little more sense. Okay, gotcha. So this week's episode, uh, Johnny Gargano arrives to start the show. I actually was able to keep that first line from my notes from last week. <laughs> so it worked out well for me. There you go. Uh, so Johnny's got a mic. And Johnny Microphone... Um... Well, did, did you notice, interesting, the, the first thing that I caught about this show that interests me is uh, Gargano comes out and he's, like, skipping. And he seems yeah. awfully happy for a guy that just lost his title. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was it was almost like he has some kind of master plan that he's going to... That, that, and, and this is just the first step in it. Mm. Um, but Johnny... Uh, does say that uh, that he became Johnny Failure, which of course elicits a Johnny Failure chant. Of course. Uh, he says the only reason that he has ever had any success in NXT is because and then he gets interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, there, there's a couple things in here that you glossed over that I do want to point out. Um, at first he said he introduced the world to Johnny Champion, but then failed his first test. Yeah. That prompted the Johnny Failure chant. I just yeah. thought that was a funny line. Um, but then he said, I still feel like Johnny Champion. I still feel like I'm a champion, which sort of struck me as undefeated 2.0. You're not still a, a champion. Bit. A little bit, yeah. I could I could see that. Um, so, yeah, so Ciampa comes out, and he says that Johnny is best when they are together. When they're on Raw together, they win. When they're on SmackDown together, they win. Uh, 
And Tommaso requests that Johnny join him in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. Which because much, that, which much to Troy's dismay led the NXT crowd to do what? Dueling champ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't be the only person that hates dueling chance at this point. I just, I don't care. Like I, again, and, and that may be just the fact that I work in the business. It's like, as long as they're making noise, you're happy. Yeah. Well, when that noise is what chance, then, then that's the one they're time that if they're reacting. making noise, they're still <laughs> well, reacting. that they're bored. I, uh, you, anyway. you tell me, would you rather have a crowd, like an NXT crowd doing dueling chance or that shit crowd they had in New Orleans for those NXT guys uh, two weeks ago on Raw. I will say say that it's it's hard to have like the 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 internet fans and the wrestlers and management all on the same page on anything, but everyone has collectively agreed that crowd was shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And honestly, the best thing for WWE to do is just be like, you know what? No, you're not going. We're we're not going to come and visit you for two years. Well, and then it, and then it, we'll see how we'll see how much you missed us because that crowd was. I I don't understand it. There are certain crowds like San Antonio is a notoriously quiet crowd. They just yeah. don't make noise. Um, I mean that's what New Japan does by and large. Their crowds are very quiet too. Um, but see, but. New Orleans for, didn't have for, that rep that I knew about going into that, but that was weird. No, no. and see, in in Japan, I completely understand it. That's that's a cultural difference, you know. Like, this is this is America. Like, we're fucking loud assholes, and I, I fully expected that crowd to be loud assholes. Oh. Uh, thankfully, the crowd this week on Raw and SmackDown was much better, and the crowd tonight was was good too. Now, I'm I'm glad. Yeah, you know, the NXT crowd is is so different from most other places um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's a culture down there. And I do, I, I love that about them. You know, they're, they're passionate fans, stuff like that. I just think it gets a little tired when you get to do a chance. I'd rather they have like entertaining chants, which they do come up with some entertaining fucking things to the Johnny failure chant is one of them. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's just a little pet peeve of mine, but it's not something that, that makes me, that like ruins a show for anything like that. Well, you also uh, got a lot of drunk college kids too, so. Oh God, so many, so yeah, many. So I'm pretty great. sure at, at least four pregnancies occurred in this crowd. <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, so Tommaso says that you know, this whole shit started uh, in the original Dusty Rhodes classic when DIY first formed. Which was sort of like an oh yeah moment, like yeah, it was. It was like oh that's right, that that is the fucking they, first time. They weren't they... <laughs> like a team on the indies. They were two indie guys that got thrown together for that Dusty tournament, and it just sort of became magic from there out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, man, I also just want to say, it's it's so rare to find somebody like Tommaso Ciampa, who when he talks. It sounds like it's it's so natural. Mm. He has such a, a fantastic flow to him, and it sounds like you're you're listening to a conversation between two guys. You know, oftentimes a lot of wrestling promos, it's either directed to you, the audience, mm. or you know, or it just sounds like somebody reading off something. Whereas like Tommaso, it seems like you're yours like sitting three tables over, and you're just like eavesdropping on this conversation. You know? Yeah. So, 
Uh, but Tommaso holds out his hand for Johnny to shake, and Johnny shakes it. His hand. So his hand, yep, not his dick. Uh, so DIY is back in NXT. So um, great way to start the show. I I enjoyed it. Anytime you have these two guys, you know, uh, in a segment together, it's money, in my opinion. They're so, they're just so good together. So there's a good and a bad here. Like this segment was good. The bad part is that now, as a result of this, the only thing I want to see in my life is DIY versus the War Raiders, and I know that's <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, it's it it is one of those things. Now, obviously, I mean, you you fans out here listening to this, a lot of you probably have read the spoilers on the results on things and stuff like that. We are obviously going to try to to limit some of the spoiler talk and things like that. Um, but as a fan, logically, you know there ain't no way the NXT Championship is not being defended in a takeover. So you the know... WrestleMania takeover. Yes. So you know... There's absolutely no way DIY is winning the Dusty Rhodes Classic. <laughs> right, exactly. You don't need spoilers for that. Right. right? <laughs> if you're it's, listening to this, you're smart enough to know how this works. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we'll see. You know, obviously the next, next week's episode, uh, which tentatively you are not scheduled for. Unless something um, changes again. Yes, that's correct. Um, will be the beginning of the uh, first round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic. So we move on from that to backstage as Kathy Kelly is with Ricochet. And might I say, Ricochet is looking rather dapper today. Kathy Kelly looks like her water breaks every time she stands next to Ricochet. I swear to God, she's got a serious lady boner for this guy. I mean, it's it's not water, it's... Well, you know, I mean, it looks like, looks <laughs> yeah. like that's how much yeah. is coming out. That was the joke there, Troy. It, it appears she may have sprung a leak during this. Uh, thankfully, Ricochet has those uh, no-slip sneakers on. Uh, do, because... do we know if she's still banging Finn Balor? Is that still a thing? As far as I know. Okay. I was, uh, they used to be photographed together in public. I haven't seen them together in public in a while, so I don't know. Mm. Oh, no, wait. Uh, who was Finn Balor banging? Um, let me see real quickly here. Uh, Apparently a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) Leo Rush. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean... I bet you there's some fan fiction of Finn Balor banging Leo Rush somewhere. Hmm, I might have to look that out. Uh, Let's see here. Oh no, this this says that he is with Kathy Kelly, so Okay. I mean I knew it was a while ago, I hadn't seen him in a while, so I don't know. Oh. This is back a month ago it says they were together. Okay. At least on this site, so good for her. It's a good uh, looking couple mean, right there. Hey man, doesn't mean that Ricochet can't get in on that too. Well, he's dating someone too, so they can be into swapping, who knows? Yeah, you know, they could be into swapping or Finn can fuck Kathy Kelly while Ricochet fucks Finn in the ass, you know, things like that. Who knows? You know, it happens. Adam has uh, a raging boner right now. Yeah, if you listen to this episode. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet says that he... Adam, if it lasts more than four hours, consult your physician. Yeah. Uh, Ricochet... Rick O'Shea says that he and Aleister Black went in on the Dusty Rhodes Classic for some ungodly reason. 
Because these never... two top singles guys realized the one thing missing from them was a giant trophy for a tag team tournament. I guess so. It's a good thing there are no other tag teams that could fill this, like actual tag teams that could fill these spots. All right, okay, so so let's talk about that. Are there what what are the tag teams that are not in the Dusty Rhodes Classic? Are, are you talking about like what are the actual tag teams in NXT? Okay, that, are that was not my question. In, though, like, are we limiting it to just NXT? So yeah, just just NXT. Yeah. See, technically, you could say heavy machinery because they have not been assigned to a brand yeah, yet. I suppose, yeah. But I mean, it, the the problem is limiting it to NXT because it's a flawed concept if you're portraying this as the way to determine the best tag team. The revival should be in there. You know, Gable and Rude should be in there. I mean, it, it shouldn't be limited to just NXT. It's sort of like when they did the May Young Classic to find the best woman, and none of the main roster women are in it. Well, I would say that, except for the fact that now, like, this year's Dusty Rose Classic is to crown a number one contender. So, to me, it's like, why would the Revival, who are currently champions, want to be a part of that? Tell so me the Ascension I'll, wouldn't fuck someone in the ass to get a spot in this thing. Oh, and see, and and that is the thing too is like, I I understand DIY getting in because it it's a storyline. But yeah, Ricochet and Alistair Black, like uh, what? So, um, who was the other team that I was thinking of that was fucking weird to be in here? The Forgotten Sons. No, they're a real team. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, Mustache Mountain. Yeah. Why the fuck is Mustache Mountain in this? Why wouldn't they be their former NXT tag champs? Because they should be trying to go after their own tag team championships. There's a lot of fluctuation between those two, though. I'm actually surprised there aren't more NXT UK teams in this tournament to sort of showcase that brand a little more, too. Well, we got Lorcan Birch. um, Yeah, but they're an NXT proper team, really. They they get loaned out to... Same thing with Bartel and Eichner. They go to UK, but they're really an NXT team. Main I suppose. Yeah. It just seems like they wanted to get Ricochet and Black on the cards somewhere, maybe. Or at least have this, have them do something because they are being used on Raw and SmackDown, and this was the only thing they could think of. And instead of, you know, I don't know, putting them in against some match against somebody. Um This is sort of the problem you run into with Aleister Black that like what major program is left for him? Except maybe a program with Ricochet, but down in NXT, he's done the Cole program, he's done the Velveteen Dream program, he's done the Johnny Gargano program, he's done the Tommaso Ciampa program. Like, where would you go with him in NXT at this point as a singles guy? Well, yeah, I suppose. The the thing with, uh, you know, Ricochet we always knew wasn't going to be down here long. I thought we might get an NXT title run with him before he gets called up, but Clearly, that doesn't seem to be in the cards at this point. Also, I'm not sure uh, if you heard about this, but he's from Paducah, Kentucky. What? Yeah, it's, it's, he's from Paducah, Kentucky. Okay. They, they keep putting that over for some reason. Like, oh, kid from Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, and yeah. In his promo, he's like, I can't believe a kid from Paducah, Kentucky is on Raw. Like, we get it. You're from a fucking shithole-in-the-wall town. Okay, yeah. cool. A lot of people are. I mean, they put over that... Dijakovic is from another country, but he's from America, too. So. Well, he's announced from Worcester. So. <laughs> yeah, he's announced from Worcester, but then they're like, the uh, he's kind of 
a million fucking nicknames, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we show Mia Yim in the back, uh, shadow boxing in the back. It's not a euphemism. She's just back there punching air. Although in, in, in honor of AG, I think we go with his name, Mia Yum. Mia Yum, yep. She was looking tasty, and she always does. Like a snack. Yep. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano apparently done for the evening because they exit the building, <laughs> and uh, Candice LeRae is standing outside. Uh, she's uh, a little upset at Johnny, and Johnny says, just trust me, but she's having none of it. Now, you can look at that one of two ways. Either that's Johnny trying to say, I have a plan, and Candace fucking off, or that's Johnny being like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm, I, you know, He's not going to screw me over, and her fucking off. Or Candace's reaction is part of Johnny's plan. Ooh, there you go, too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. So, um, very quick, you know, kind of segment. But it writes, it, it puts an end to at least this episode storyline on the thing. Um, and having the two of them leave together is kind of a, you know, to show that they are in league together. Yeah. Um, it's a little, uh, a little odd that the talent has to just, like, wander out into the street after they're done. Like they don't have a car ready to pick them up or anything like that. They just well, like this isn't the main roster. They don't have that. I that suppose raw cash. All right. Um, that sound you heard in the background is Jason's fly unzipping because Vanessa Bourne comes out next, and she's joined by Aaliyah. We talked earlier about ladies who look like <laughs> snacks. Ooh, yeah, baby. Let me. So, um, there there are certain female entrances or certain female taunts that are just so divine. Nikki Bella asked, well, uh, the Iconics, you know, their entrance. The Aaliyah hip shake caused me to ruin a perfectly good pair of my boxers because (laughs) that is something else. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me, back uh, in the day, it was that Maurice hair flip on the ropes. mm -hmm. That fucking thing always got me. Yeah, or you got the the Molina leg split thing too. Yeah, you know? that one was, was just good... so obvious. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, but you know, it it was what it was. Um, Tainara Kanchi is out next, and Zia Lee is with her. Um, so yeah, this was an interesting match. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it Zia or Zaya? Z- I think it's Zaya. It's it's iffy you know you've she got to be replaced by zaya brookside in this match and then you would have had four snacks at lunchtime oh, um, just well saying. you know i mean zaya lee is is an attractive lady she's yeah. she's a little thicker which is good but yeah. uh when you put the four of them in the ring together yeah she's kind of the forgotten son one here. of these things is not like the others Sorry. hey but you know what you can do once uh once that rolls not around get tagged in she could do yeah. that pretty well yeah um once it rolls around, Zia Lee is in our tournament to crown the hottest WWE female performer, which you can go to rundownwrestling.com. Make sure that you vote because you have one fucking day left before we announce the winners of our six matchups on the rundown tomorrow. Yes. So rundownwrestling.com. Uh, I enjoy Vanessa yelling, I heard you. And I know at the ref, she was very vocal <laughs> with yes. Miss Jessica Gar. Yes. Uh, that's it's it's a nice way to stand out. 
uh, you know, you've got uh, Tainara yelling fucking gibberish to people, that's, and you've got yeah, and you've got Vanessa yelling shit at the ref. It's it was a very very yelly match, but not not uh, in in a bad way at all. But that might have been the highlight of this match. Well, I except for the fact that the camera perfectly caught Vanessa as she was bent over the middle ropes with them titties out. So that was the highlight of my match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah there, there's not a whole lot of in-ring highlights here. Um, no. You did have Tanara Conchi with a nice bicycle kick to start things off. Um, there was Conchi executed a fairly nice knee bar through the ropes, had Vanessa Bourne hanging... Uh, Conchi was hanging off the ropes... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Vanessa Bourne's knee went through that second rope. is not bad. Um, but all in all, this thing felt like an old-school Divas match to me, really. Yeah, I mean, you know, Xia Lee has a way to go, but she she does have some talent for being such a new worker. Um, she, obviously, she's she has really good athleticism, but her timing still is, is very iffy. There's a, far too much of getting set and then doing the move, yeah. you know, when she needs to just do the move, you know, because it's that, that, that like half second of getting set that just completely ruins the momentum of a match. So, but all in all, um, you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, Aaliyah winds up um, assisting and, and allowing Vanessa Bourne to get the win, a uh, little dirty win, but obviously... It was a breaker tag. It was awful. It looked yeah. terrible. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it was great. Straight off a horrible clothesline um, by Zia Lee to break up a roll-up attempt. Like it, it got really bad by the end of this thing. Yeah, but we are definitely trying to build up the tag team division for the women because now they technically do have a women's tag team championship so they can go for. So, um, so yeah, so we got this, and the less said about that, the better, I think. Um so now the the next thing was the the highlight of the episode for me um outside of matches the velveteen dream arrives uh without his title mind you and (laughs) he talks a little bit before the undisputed era arrive and first they call him velveta dream and then they call him vd which (laughs) greatly enjoyed um and then Dream asks how big Adam Cole's mouth is when he doesn't have his entourage with him. Uh, to which Roddy first says, we're best friends, we're not an entourage. What, what, why do you think Velveteen wanted to know how big his mouth was? What do you think he's I don't know. Playing on, what, <laughs> what do you think he's planning on putting in there that he needs to know the size requirements? I don't know. I, he did bring out a protractor at one point, so he definitely he definitely has uh, a diameter in mind okay. that it needs to be. So. Yeah, uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, so Roddy's reaction was great. Uh, then Bobby Fish says Dream is farting up the wrong tree, which I was like, what the fuck is going on with <laughs> this shit right now? It was so it was so odd, but I I just I loved every second of it. The the Undisputed Era are so much fun, at least in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean their their shit talking is probably tops down there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So of course, um, it looks like Dream wants to face off against Adam Cole mano a mano without uh, the rest of the Undisputed Era with him. 
But uh, so we know that's kind of a difficult thing to do because, you know, as Ricochet said, when you when you face one member of an undisputed era, you face them all. So, nothing yeah. else to say about that. Right. No, I mean it, it's this formula we've seen from undisputed era since the beginning. Um, obviously, I assume, despite uh, do, do we think it's going to be uh, Roddy or is it going to be? Cole, because Cole's sort of already done the North American title thing, and they've just put Roddy out on his own, but Cole certainly seemed like the focal point here. Well, and Cole said, I'm going to take your North American championship. So, at least to begin with, it looks like it's going to be Cole versus Dream, but I could see them turning around and if if Dream beats Cole, which he probably will, um, then have, have it be, okay, now it's Roddy's turn. And then potentially, you know, you could see Roddy win the North American Championship. Because yeah. um, obviously, it's only a matter of time before Velveteen Dream is going to be going for that NXT Championship. Uh, he's he is too over right now. No, he's he's probably going to elevate that North American Championship. But yeah. Um, so that all right. Um, so from there we go to I think it was Kathy Kelly again. It was one of them. Was outside of one of them. Was outside of William Regal's office, or at least a door with a sign that said William Regal on it. Um, but before she gets a chance to knock on what Regal's office, we hear a ruckus. We got our latest edition of Bitches Be Crazy. Yep. <laughs> because Bianca Belair and Io Shirai are screaming at each other. Now Bianca is doing. I'm going to. Try to put this the most PC way possible. Um, Bianca is clapping and yelling. Io Shirai is screaming Japanese words at Bianca. So it appears that neither of these two can figure out what the hell the other one is saying. Um, but of course, they get pulled apart. And um, yeah, so of course, Io Shirai doing a lot of the, um, you know, the, the discount double check to make sure that you know she wants the championship. Bianca yelling that that, that championship is hers. Um, and this is going to set up something a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, this is where we sort of knew we were going anyway based off that six-woman tag match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where Kyrie was because... Yeah, that was kind of a bummer for her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so next is a match that I was fully hard for. Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee. <laughs> yeah, this is another one of those ones where it's like, until you see it, you don't go, I had no idea how much I wanted to see that. Oh, my God. So right off the bat, you're like, okay, Haas fight. But then you're like, oh, wait, that's right. These guys can these guys can go. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this was just a hard-hitting fucking match. Well, first off, I Keith mean, Lee has new music, I think. Uh, yes, he does. Yeah. And I prefer the old one. Well, the new one, the new one has a lot of. It's it's clearly made for him because they t- they, they say his name in it, and it's like Keith Lee. Ah, it's fucking weird, but yeah. Keith Lee's kind of weird himself, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, so hard hitting match, and uh, at a certain point, Dijakovic choke slammed Keith Lee, which that is not an easy thing to do. <laughs> That is a that's a big boy. Oh, it was a sit out choke slam too. But yeah. but there was a, there was one exchange where Dijak attempted a monkey flip and 
and Lee landed on his feet. Like, just things guys of that size should oh be able to do. Yeah, and the facial expressions on both of them are great because after Lee lands on his feet, Dijakovic looks at him and he's just, you can tell he's just like, how the fuck did you do that? Right, yeah, no, it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. Um, what else happened in this match? Uh, yeah, lots of, of these two guys like fucking full-on leaping over each other, which guys of that size should not be able to do. Um, and the, the ending of this match saw Dijakovic hit an acai moonsault to the outside. Yeah. And then both guys being unable to get back in the ring for a double count out. Now, the people in full sale were not happy about this. I was so ecstatic for this because that means we get Dijakovic versus Lee 2. Right. And we get it without having one of them take a loss at the beginning because they beat the shit out of each other so much and they were so evenly matched that neither one could get back in the ring. Yeah, no, this is fantastic. Uh, for a match that doesn't have a finish, you, you just sort of went, this match shouldn't have had a finish. This is perfect. Yeah. Um, this is definitely one to go back and watch for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's great because the, it, it seemed like there was maybe a little bit of respect at the beginning of this match. And then obviously, you know, Dijakovic shoving Keith Lee when they tried to go for the, the handshake and stuff like that. <clears throat> and yeah, it, it just turned into like, okay, we've got, you know, the, the old saying of the movable object meets, you know, the irresistible force, irresistible yeah. force you know, and that's what we're, we're building up here. So, um, I'm, I'd be more than happy to have this be, um, on the takeover New York. Oh, absolutely. Car. Because, how about, yeah, how this... about that pounce by Keith Lee? Like, he just oh, fucking... Dijak went flying. I'm going to call him Dijak because fuck yeah. Um, but he went fucking flying on that thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, there was just... It was it was so many good just, you know... it, it the, Like, Keith Lee has done a very good job of, of being able to show his stuff, but Dijakovic hasn't exactly been able to as much. This was kind of his coming out party, honestly. Because the last couple of matches that we've seen him in have been those weird, like, jobber matches that the guy gets too much offense in. Adrian so it was. Jowd. Yeah. So it was nice to finally see, like, this is somebody that should get offense against him because Keith Lee's a fucking beast. Um, and the, the crowd was just, could not decide who to be, who to go for in this one, too, which is always a good thing. Right. You know? No, very true. This, this was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so from there, uh, we find out that the final four entrants in the Dusty Rhodes Classic is Mustache Mountain, which I put as Mounting, which is uh, maybe, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, Ricochet and Alistair Black, and Hashtag DIY. Uh, so they joined the Street Profits. I didn't write it down, so I gotta remember everyone else that's in this thing. Um... Forgotten Sons. I almost forgot them. Uh, um, uh, Marcel, Barthel, and the other fucking guy. Fabian Eichner. <laughs> Fabian Eichner. Uh, and then there's one more team. Shit, who's last team? Uh, Black and Ricochet? No, I said them. Anyway, there, there's eight teams. It doesn't matter. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then they had Percy read off these names, and he is just terrible. <laughs> he had a weird inflection for everyone he was doing, too. 
He's like, Ricochet and Black? And Eichner? And it's like, oh, oh. he just, he sucks. Honestly, he's not getting any better either, which he should be getting better at this point. Yeah, you would think. Um, so we follow that up with learning that that uh, William Regal taking a page out of Johnny Saints' book and tweeting out matches that he makes, because <laughs> uh, he he has announced that Bianca Belair and Io Shirai will face off each other with the winner facing Shayna Baszler at NXT Takeover New York. He needs to get himself a Sid Sidwell. Yeah, there you go. That's not his name, by the way. I don't know what the fuck his name is. Sid Scala. There you go. Um, He's going to be this... Sid Sidwell from now on for me. <laughs> sure. All right. The surprise of the night, Sasha Banks' music hits. And Not so much shit. a surprise if you open well, it yes. to the WWE Network where they had a picture of Bailey and Sasha in full sail yeah, from yeah. this as the opening to the show. Right, yeah. But the people there... They got a huge fucking surprise and a gigantic pop for Banks. Okay, so it couldn't have been that much of a surprise to the full sale crowd, and I say that only because Izzy was there in full Bailey gear again. And Izzy's been cosplaying other people, so if she went back to Bailey, I gotta think there's a reason she knew Bailey was gonna be there. Yeah, most likely. And I'm sure... I have to imagine that before they do this, there's probably like a meet and greet with a lot of the superstars and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, they probably knew it, but didn't stop the fact that 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 they exploded for these two. Um, so Banks comes up, yeah, and uh, Bailey out next, um, and so we have the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions here. Okay, as... now on some superficial shit, allow me to just yeah. take one second and say, I, I say this all the time about Charlotte too, but they don't let these girls do these ladies do this very often but these ladies looked fantastic in their street clothes they don't need to be out here cutting promos and ring gear which they do far too often yeah yeah bailey in a tight pair of jeans and sasha in a tight pair of leggings is perfectly okay by me yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and it and it's true like i i mean obviously we know that there's um a, a dress code so Obviously, they wear different things to the arena that they wear when they do these little things where they just show up in jeans and stuff like that. But yeah, it to me it just seems makes more sense when if a guy is not going to wrestle or if he's not booked to wrestle or anything like that, that he comes out in fucking street clothes, you know, whatever he's wearing in the back kind of thing. You know, otherwise you get weird moments like Drew McIntyre coming out in fucking full gear and you're like, you didn't even work tonight, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> um, so uh, Banks and, and Bailey. Talk up their history in NXT. Um, <laughs> there is a, a an interesting moment where you know Bailey obviously points out Izzy being there and says, uh, "Don't worry, uh, she's different now." Talking about Sasha Banks, because of course yeah. the last time the last time that they said that these three were together, things didn't go very well for yes. for Miss Bailey. Um, well, so no, they, they went they, fine you know, for Bailey. They didn't go so well for Izzy. She was made to cry. Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, they set up the fact that the belts can be, can and will be defended everywhere, and that includes NXT. So uh, Banks and Bailey give a shout out to the women in the back, saying that uh, you know if you want it, come get it. So, uh, and I am fully invested in that. Obviously, there is one solidified team. We obviously two. saw two more. Two. Huh? You had the horsewomen too. Oh yes, I, I always forget about the, the fucking um, Batgirl. Batgirl and Girl Tramp. Uh, so yeah, so um, so you've got two. See, I, I like Batgirl and Lady Groot. 
Because that's what she reminds me of. There you go. Lady Groot's a good one. Um, obviously, we saw two more teams kind of added to that. Uh, there's there is a plethora of women down there that they could easily team up. Um, I'm and, and... gonna go out on a limb and uh-huh. say that Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne don't get a sniff of these women's tag titles. No. Um, if it wasn't for the fact that Io Shirai is kind of with Bianca right now, I would say that Shirai and and Zayn would be the ones that would get. Get it, but obviously that can easily change. Um, and Yoshrai can do more than one thing, especially if you do it where, um, you know, where it looks like it's a possibility that a team from NXT might be on WrestleMania. Um, in maybe a four corners match with, uh, Saley, Saley, geez, Sasha and Bailey and a team from Ron, a team from SmackDown. So, um, I could definitely see them using the Ass Pirates for that just because they are the most established female team and the best workers considering that Batgirl and Lady Groot are not the greatest of workers. Um, but more on that later or in another episode, I should say, because it's main event time and our main event is Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. I, at some point in time, they did show Shayna Baszler working on the back too. I fucking glossed over it. I don't give a fuck. But anyways, this match was yet again, another match that Mia Yim was injured in the middle of the match and had to work the rest of the match injured. She was shoot injured? No, no, no. No. Every single Mia Yim uh, match, she has a fake injury that she has. Well, most, she most faces go... It it's helps you battle through it. How many yeah. times have Johnny Gargano's had a concussion in every fucking match he's been in? Yeah, I I know. It's just... it's. I, I get it. You're trying to make it so that they have an excuse for why they lost, but it's like, oh, Mia Yim broke her hand, and oh, you know, so now her fingers I, are fucking. I thought Mia's selling here was fantastic. Oh, I, I'm not saying that selling wasn't wasn't great. I'm saying it's just it's it's the same story that we hear quite a bit. Instead of it just being like, here's a match between these two, and Shayna Shayna beats her. You know, it's well, like here's a. Okay, yeah, but was Shayna going over clean here? Spoiler alert for the rest of this recap but um you want at some point to perhaps go back to this well in a title program with mia and this sort of gives her the out she didn't you know oh well i would have beat you if i hadn't been injured kind of thing so it's a way to sort of pseudo keep her strong even though she's eating the pen yeah i suppose yeah i suppose um miriam continued to have (laughs) wardrobe issues she it's not. It's not that I don't love her her outfits. It's just that they're so impractical for her because she always has issues with them. <laughs> like I, I missed it. So uh, nothing. Nothing came out. It's just that she always seems she she always struggles with them. Like things never stay where they're supposed to in, inside. And so is Rhonda, which, though. Well, oh, she Rhonda is the Lex Luger of fucking <laughs> <laughs> pants readjusting. Because, like, oh, my God. Yeah, she is the worst on that kind of thing. But, yeah, Mia Yim obviously had some issues with her pants during the, the Mia Classic that I covered. And lately it's been um, those giant titties. I keep trying to, to make an appearance, which I encourage them to keep trying. Never never give up. All right? Um, but, yeah, um, kind of your – this was a good match. I don't, I don't want to take anything away from it. It, it, it was an entertaining match. Obviously it was – um, a, a regular NXT match, you know. It, it, I didn't feel like it, they were throwing anything special at us or anything of like that. But obviously, yeah, you, you're going to want to save this because Yim does need to be kind of built up a little bit more. 
before she can kind of be on on this level. But this went a long way in it because they definitely, you know, Baser was putting her over, you know, doing some good selling on it. Uh, but eventually, at the end of it, uh, because of Mia Yim's uh, hurt knee, Shayna Baser was able to lock in the rear naked show. Karafuda clutch. Karafuda clutch. That's what it was. Essentially, a rear naked show. Whatever. <laughs> Well, see, even the finish here, this was tremendous. To, I really, really enjoyed this match. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, clearly, probably more than you did, even. Um, because it was little things. So, earlier in the match, uh, Shayna applied the Kirafuda, and Mia worked her fingers to break the Kirafuda. Uh, sort of Pete Dunn style, just like wrenching back on the fingers. So, mm-hmm. later in the finishing spot, when Mia goes to do the same thing to grab the fingers, Shayna realized, learns from the mistake, and takes her leg and wraps up Mia's arm so she can't do it. Just little yeah. tiny things like that I really fucking enjoy. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, but, so... But yeah, oh, to, to my point earlier, though, Mia did a fantastic job selling her, her leg here because every single move she hit, she stopped afterwards and grabbed the leg. Um, there was a spot where she picked Baszler up for a powerbomb, and while she's holding her up in the air for the powerbomb, she's sort of limping around on the bad leg. Like, really, really good job of selling that injury here. Yeah, I mean, um, Mia's shown in the past she can do it. I mean, the Mayon Classic um, with her hands being, you know, broken from from the backhand onto the ring post did a, just a, a great job throughout the whole thing of continuing to kind of shake it off and you know next to her even if she wasn't using it and then every time she would hit a punch be like ah fuck i keep forgetting yeah. <laughs> you know so yeah she's she does a, a, a phenomenal job and both of us have been medium fans for a long time yeah. uh obviously you know even back in the jade days even before that um you know so we're obviously very happy to see her you know not only getting on NXT, but getting the push like this to be right. in a main in a main event, considering that she's only been really in a handful of NXT episodes. So she has main event at TNA pitch shows too, so she's got some, uh, some history. You know, yeah, but you know how it is when you get to NXT. You know, there's yeah. there's certain people that kind of get pro- propelled over other ones, but yeah, this definitely didn't feel like um, a, a throwaway. Of a person just to kind of have Shayna do something until they, they lead to a thing. This definitely felt like a precursor to something else. Oh yeah, for sure. So this wasn't this wasn't we need we need Ronda to do something at Fastlane. Throw the fucking weird chick at her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this yeah, was definitely sure. like like okay, well you know maybe this is what we'll go for. We'll see what the what the crowd thinks because um, we don't know exactly what Shayna's doing yet. Um, takeover obviously now we know it's probably going to be either Io Shirai or, or Bianca Belair but she's got to do something in that meantime because it's fucking two months until then so yeah, yeah. so all in all uh you know a, a good episode entertaining episode uh, I thought so yeah um, absolutely go back and check out the Keasley Dijak Dijakovic match uh, and definitely the Mia Yim and Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. match as well. You can, unless you want, unless you're in the middle of masturbating, you can totally skip the Vanessa Bourne, Aaliyah, Tenara, Zayali uh, match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't need a need a rewatching. And you can you can go ahead. There's a lot of places you can get gifts of that match, and you can just find the ones of her, you know, Vanessa Bourne's titties or. Tenara Kanchi, things like that. Just look at those. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to watch the actual match. Oh, you need. Yeah. 
so I think that that'll do it this week for NXT Revisited. Uh, I want to thank Jason for being on tonight. Hey, no problem. I was, I was glad I was actually able to do it. Yeah. Um, sadly, it appears that I'll be solo next week, but, you know. Well, I think Sal said he could cover one, at least one or two of those weeks, so we'll see. Okay. We'll, we'll I will see. be on assignment for the next two weeks, taking care of some personal business. I actually won't even be on the rundown proper next week, I don't think, unfortunately. We'll see if I can work that out. But, um, but yeah, so I will be on the show tomorrow night, and I'm looking forward. We got a, we may, rumor has it, there may even be a new co-host on tomorrow night's show, so check that out. Ooh, ooh very nice. And, of course... Uh, tomorrow we will be announcing the next six women who will be re- moving on to the second round in the hottest WB female talent. Polls are still open. Uh, my poll is definitely out for this one. Uh, some some blowouts as well as some hotly contested action so far. Uh, but make sure that uh, you get over there and vote to rundownwrestling.com. Uh, you can vote until 5 p.m., on Thursday, that's when I close the polls, uh, wipe them off the website, and then I will be announcing the winners tomorrow night on the rundown proper. So we got a lot of shit to talk about uh, about tomorrow with uh, Raw SmackDown as well as maybe AEW. I think they might have have signed somebody who finally got Troy interested. Definitely, definitely got me interested in their female division, but. You'll have to wait till tomorrow to hear our take on that. So with that, uh, I guess we will... Uh, We will NXT you next Wednesday. Yeah! Bye-bye!